It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Hey guys, what's up? Michael Strange here. This is a Troubled Minds Classics show. This is an old one that aired live back on November 24th, 2020. And this is actually well into the COVID situation and discussing how it's making conspiracies that used to be conspiracies come true. Hope you dig it. Thanks for listening. Catch you guys soon. Tuesday night, and that means it is show night, and that means we're back to talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about, which is, of course, aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, and everything in between. We talk about the 24-hour news cycle, we talk about academia, we talk about the government, 
Yeah, that government and the other government and all the governments. <laughs> we talk about all the things that's unsavory, that have become less and less popular, that have become victims of the thought police. That's what we're here to talk about. Like I always say, it's not illegal yet. And as a result, we're still talking about it. We're still doing it. And we're going to continue doing it until the boots are on the neck. No boots on the neck, please. I'm not inviting anything. I'm just saying <laughs> it's still legal. This is still legal, guys. All right. Okay. So uh, uh, the what are we doing today? What are we doing? All right. So, uh, uh, so okay. We, we talk about all kinds of things. We, we always give this show a wide berth of uh, topics because we want to... Uh, we definitely don't want to be like the one trick uh, Bigfoot pony. You know what I'm saying? We talk about some Bigfoot sometimes and some aliens sometimes and some conspiracy sometimes and then some ghosts sometimes. We talked about ghosts quite recently, actually. So that's kind of the deal here. And uh, so you kind of really never know what you get when you're going to show up. And uh, tonight we have a heaping helping of conspiracy for you. So not just the regular conspiracy news. I'll explain it in just a sec how the rest of this goes. But then we have... A conspiracy, nar- a conspiracy narrative on the back half that's kind of looking at w- what actual conspiracies 2020 brought in. <laughs> it's like what, like the, if 2020 was the cat and l- what did the cat drag in? Well, yeah, that's what we're looking at. The conspiracies that 2020, these conspiracies that used to be ridiculous, right? Like th- just, a, just a short couple years ago, you bring up, oh, I don't know forced vaccinations <laughs> and people are like what What the hell are you crazy yeah well <laughs> we're gonna get into some of that in the back half tonight okay but the, the front half here's what we're gonna do this show's live did i mention the show's live live holy shit i'm too excited I'm too excited all right here we go slow down mike take a sip of beer all right so this show is live we're broadcasting tuesday it's a couple days before thanksgiving tuesday the what is the date it is the 24th of november so if you're listening out there and it's tuesday night you are in luck because we're live and that means we include you in part of this process and that's the reason we do it live and that's the reason it's such a damn long show uh you know like i said tiktok attention spans need not apply or maybe used as a way to expand your attention span <laughs> that could be good too uh, all right but but okay so this is the way this is going to work we include you we're reading chat we're streaming on facebook we're streaming on youtube streaming on periscope which is part of twitter streaming on DLive, streaming on twitch we're streaming all over the damn place okay all, even someplace in japan i think which never i think gets a single view because it's probably not allowed in Japan. <laughs> I can't be sure, but we're, we should be streaming on that, whatever that service is in Japan. We tried to stream in China, but uh, they wanted like some DNA <laughs> and a retina scan and a fingerprint. And uh, it, when uh, Frank was the one trying to set that up back in the day, he's like, nope, we're not doing this. <laughs> it's like, okay, fair enough. Uh, all right. So, uh, okay. So then what we're going to do is we'll, we'll do shout outs in a sec. So we're streaming on all those things. So uh, if you want to shout out, just type where you're listening from and then we'll, We'll shout you out that way. And then uh, what we'll do is we'll get into uh, some conspiracy news. Uh, I've pre-selected the, uh, the news, uh, as usual, to talk about some weird stuff that happens, some space stuff, some other, other 
odd, odd things. We got uh, uh, some some big news on deck that uh, everybody's talking about now in the UFO world. So we'll talk about that. Um, I, I made a video on that actually just recently, which is getting some hot traction compared to what we normally get. So if you guys haven't seen that video, I'll link it, and you guys can take a look at that. The the Stanley Kubrick and the uh, that whole bit with the the metallic thing in uh, Utah. So yeah, there's some 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 weird stuff going, which is pretty cool. And uh, there's some news coming out regarding that. So we'll have a look at that as an update to the video I made. And uh, yeah, so if you want to shout out, just type in the chat where you're listening from. We'll shout you out. And if you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. That's a Las Vegas area code. And you can uh, just give us a call. We'll put you straight on the show. You can talk to me. My name is Mike. You can talk to whoever else might be listening. And like I said, you never know who might be listening. That's the, that's the beauty of this. Like I said, looking at the podcast stats, people in China, we get people in China listening. So who knows? Who knows? With a VPN and a bad attitude, you can get a lot done, probably even in China. So uh, yeah, there you go. So 702-957-1037 and give us a call and get on the show. And you can also uh, join the Discord. Actually, did I join it? I didn't do that yet. I always forget. That's the last thing. And I always forget, but okay, so you go to troubledminds.org, that's the official website, and you can be on the show that way as well with Discord. Uh, click the Discord link, and uh, it's a free voice and chat client if you're not familiar with it or aware of it, and uh, it's uh, it's pretty cool. So if you don't like that long-distance old-school phone number, then you can just, uh, you got an internet connection and a tablet or PC or Mac or whatever it is, iPhone, whatever you got, it will work, so uh, it's free, totally free. Uh, Discord and troubleminds.org. Click the Discord link on top and you'll get an invite. Invite And there we go. Boy, Whew. see, I'm stumbling all over my words already. It's way too early for that. All right. So this is a, this is from the truthseeker.co.uk. And uh, I thought this was fantastic. And uh, this is published today. <laughs> it's just too good. It was just too good. I was just, you know, per usual, I'm just kind of reading around, looking for this, looking for that, and kind of uh, just trying to stay up on the news because, you know, you uh, you end up in, the, in one of those situations where you, uh, you you know, you, you don't pay attention and they're getting shit by you, you know? I don't like them getting things by me. I don't like them getting things by me. So I like to pay attention and then uh, whatever um, startling revelations I have, I like to share with you guys. So here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Joe says the intermission music sounds like you have cows dying and mooing. No, no, there's no cows dying over here, buddy. No cows dying. All right, so this is uh, seven things that used to be crazy conspiracy theories. Actually, let's see. Yeah, we got it up on screen. Okay. Seven things that used to be crazy conspiracy theories until 2020. And this is written by a, an individual named Daisy Luther, L-U-T-H-E-R. And uh, th- this is hilarious and true. What's up, uh, Moon? Mooney Gucci Show. How you doing? I see you on uh, Periscope. Thanks for hanging out with us. Okay, let's see. Um, uh, shout outs to anybody I miss. Anybody I miss, I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah, no, no cows dying. We're good. We're good here. Okay, now check this out. Now check this out. Now, so not only is this person absolutely spot on, all right, but uh, I got examples for every one of these things. Seven things that used to be crazy conspiracy theories until 2020. <laughs> All right. All right. Here we go. Let's see. Let's uh, let's play. Uh, let's, I'm going to have Microsoft. I didn't have time to clip these out. So I'm going to have Microsoft Mike read some of this. So this is uh, this is straight from the article, which is fantastic. And uh, here you go. First bit. Daisy Luther, the organic prepper, November 23rd, 2020. Remember back in the old days of, say, 2019, when anyone who talked about microchip implants Americans being forced to show travel papers and re-education camps was thought to be a crazy conspiracy theorist. And then 2020 rolled around and voila. It turns out those conspiracy theories weren't so crazy after all. And I'm not just talking about the government releasing info about UFOs. 
We're living in a time when someone will attempt to beat the crap out of you, burn your house down, or even kill you if you voted for the wrong presidential candidate. We're being subjected to curfews, our movement is restricted, and our businesses have been forcibly shut down. One day, people will look back on this as the year that everything changed, or depending on how Americans respond to the mandates, the year we finally said enough. The year we finally said enough. Isn't that fantastic? If you if you guys uh, want that functionality to have it be read to you like that, just use a, what is this called? It's a, it's a Microsoft Edge, and uh, you just uh, highlight it, right click, and uh, it'll read it aloud to you. I think I find it fantastic for when you you know you're doing something else. You just want to have an article read to you, and uh, it's pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. But okay, all right. So let's go. Here are the seven things that were considered crazy conspiracy theories until now. All right, let's go with the first one here. Universal basic income. Does everybody remember this? Not literally one year ago, right? We had uh, political, political-wise in the United States. Got to make sure you specify that. In the United States. We had the, the Democrats uh, having their little uh, get-together where they called each other names and tried to be the, the, the vice presidential candidate, right? Uh, what's it called? A... Uh, I don't know. I'll just I'll just call it a, a shit show. That's that's what I'm calling it. Okay, but uh, Andrew Yang was actually one of those candidates, and he was always talking about universal basic income. And his his basic uh, premise was that uh, we ended up needing it because of uh, automation and some other things, right? It, like he, he had a pretty good uh, uh, he he sold it pretty well, I thought. Right. But if you brought this up, uh, you know, it, it's like a dystopian thing. This is this is a conspiracy theory. Nobody will take this seriously. Right. And most people didn't take him seriously because that's not the mainstream position at this point. Right. Because, well, it's a conspiracy theory. Well, he kind of brought it and made it not so. All right. So let's check this out. Uh, welcome to 2020. Twenty two million jobs were lost and only 42 percent of those were recovered by last August when the country began to reopen. Millions of the lost jobs were permanent losses as businesses across the country fold under the weight of the restrictions that either don't allow them to operate or the money problems of their former customers, right? Double whammy, and they end up closing. By the way, I'm going to go tomorrow. I should have done it earlier, but I'm going to go donate some food to the food bank here in Vegas because people are hurting out there, guys. Uh, I highly encourage you, if you have the means, to do something similar. It doesn't have to be much, just a little bit. Because people are out there in food lines miles long. I don't know if it's that long here in Vegas, but uh, a hospitality industry hit hard because people can't travel and casinos closed down. Uh, we're hit hard. So there's a, there's a lot of people in, in distress. So just just FYI, it's a, it's a thing, and this is a part of what we're talking about here. So it continues. It's clear that the pandemic is doing some fundamental damage to the job market, said Mark Zandi, chief economist for Moody's Analytics. A lot of the jobs lost aren't coming back anytime soon. The idea that the economy is going to snap back to where it was before the pandemic is clearly not going to happen. And I think I think that's obvious. I think there's no, no doubt about that. We're kind of screwed. And uh, yeah, so it's bizarre, right? So you think, to think just a year ago, Bringing up a universal basic income seemed alien. It seemed so far off the beaten path that made no sense whatsoever economically. And now we have, we're just slashing millions of jobs and millions of businesses like it's going out of style. So anyway, here we go. So here's the, uh, here's, here's some, uh, some, we're going to go back to this first article and, uh, and talk about that as we go. But yeah, so yeah, wait, wait, hold on. Wait a minute here. 
Wait a minute here. Did I get that? No, no, no. I think I skipped this one. I was going to just glaze over this. Okay, let's just read the rest of this. But okay, Uh, everybody good out there? Everybody good out there? Let's see. Let's see. Um, What else is going? What else is going? Um, 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 Let's see. Debate. What's up, Kurt? Uh, uh, Kelly says, okay, Mike, here's the link for the Lost Book of Enki. One one mention of the heavenly bright object. It's the top of the page 208. All right, here we go. I'm going to link that. I'm going to copy that, and we're going to share that. Because why the hell not? We were talking about uh, about the uh, the uh, that that weird monolith in Utah, right? So, and Kelly brought up some interesting stuff from the Lost Book of Anki. So let's check this out. I'm going to drop this link if you guys have not seen it yourself. And there we go. Page top of page two o eight. If you want to check it out and read some of this, here we go. All right, there we go. Lost Book of Anki. There you are. Appreciate it, my man. Okay, good stuff. All right, then. All right, so okay, so back to Back to, what are we talking about? Not the Ben Bulletin, no, no. Oh, there we go. All right, okay. So, all right, so so again, not not that long ago, right? It, did, it seemed like this was so far off the beaten path. And now, like we got people waiting in food lines miles long, all right? And so we still have, in the United States, we have, and I think, I think Canada's different, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, if anybody's out there in Canada, that they're actually paying people like, 2,000 Canadian quibits a month to stay home or something like that, right? Like for, or for, for the people that can't or so, so something like that. Like, like there's like a, like a comprehensive something happening in Canada, as far as I'm aware, all right? That's what I've been told. I, I can't verify that because I don't live there. But here in the States, we got one lousy payment of 1,200 bucks like months ago. <laughs> right? which by basically any account is not even enough for one single month, let alone to be hanging on that six months later. Right. So, okay. Anyway, you get the point, right? So things changed so hard and so fast in 2020 that this UBI universal basic income was kind of a, a laughing stock politically. And now suddenly it may or may not be. This continues. Even though we don't know if the historical record to hold is true, it's an extremely valid concern that not all of those people are going to get called back. People who are counting on businesses reopening the doors may be surprised to find that a temporary loss has become a permanent one. Yeah. Of businesses that have closed, many will never reopen. Most harshly affected were small businesses. About 60% of businesses that have closed during the coronavirus pandemic will never reopen, and restaurants have suffered the most, according to new data from Yelp. And here's uh, here's the source. Okay, so anyway, that's that was one, right? And I thought it was interesting politically that uh, it was finally getting some a little bit of talk. Not not that I think it really necessary should just yet a year ago, but I don't know. Like there's there's some some really harsh, harsh stuff happening out there. The, the moratorium evictions are being lifted. People are in the streets, right? And they're in food, food, food bank lines. Like it's, it's getting ugly. Okay. All right. So anyway, th- there's the first one. All right. There's, there's number one. Okay. And there's a lot here on universal basic income. Wait, there, there's a lot. Uh, again, I'm going to, I'm going to link this if you guys want to follow along and you can see where we're headed, but I have many examples for what's going on here. All right. So uh, it's not just somebody, some one person saying it in this article. There's a there's a ton of actual evidence to back all this stuff up, and the universal basic I just did. All right, so there you go. Everybody knows what's going on. All you have to do is look out and uh, see see uh, see how your governor or whatever is shutting things down. And uh, and by the way, they're out, you know, living the high life. Could give a shit, right? Or my 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 favorite Cuomo brother in New York is going to be uh, having his mom home for Thanksgiving, right? When, when he's telling everybody else not to travel and not to see their family, right? And again, I'm not, I'm not, com- I'm not making commentary on whether you should or you shouldn't. That's up to you. 
I'm saying that these hypocritical bastards shouldn't be telling us not to and then doing it themselves. That's what I'm saying. A leader isn't about do as I say and not do as I do. They're supposed to set an example. It's part of being a public servant, not gobbling up the fat of the land and living in the mansions and telling us what the hell to do, right? So Cuomo, you're an asshole. There you go. I said it. Okay. All right. So anyway, UBI, let's get off of this. Let's go to part two. Let's go to part two of this. Part two is this travel papers. <laughs> yeah, travel papers. Uh, what's up? Bandy Cats on YouTube says, yes, Canada response benefit. Yeah, so there's something going on, right? It's kind of like a temporary universal basic income, okay? Um, so there, there's definitely something going on there. But but here, there, again, you know, Pelosi and McConnell are just kicking back and forth doing not a damn thing. Because all they care is about the win for the party. They could give a shit about you or me or anybody else. All the while, we got people out of jobs, businesses closing, people in long, in long food lines, etc. So on. Okay, anyway. So here we go. Number two. <laughs> travel papers. Right? Here it goes. Don't be ridiculous. We'll never have to show our papers to travel freely in the United States. Right? That's, that's, that's one of the conspiracies. Uh, a mere one year ago, at this point... If you brought this up, you were insane, right? You're let me let me see your papers, friend, right? <laughs> right? Your Nazi papers as some 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 have referred to it, right? As a tongue in cheek sort of yeah. Well, not until a COVID pandemic with all its sub, uh, subsidiary restrictions occurred back in March, days after I warned about the first lockdown, I wrote and here, let's just uh, sort of have to read this huge block of text. This is what this individual wrote. This is, uh, again, this is, uh, what's her name? Uh, fantastic writer, Daisy Luther. So here we go. This is, uh, this is on travel papers, and this is what she wrote back in March. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Uh, days after I warned about the first lockdown, she wrote this. For everyone who thought the article about the lockdown of America was a hysterical overstatement and that they could still do whatever they wanted because it wasn't really being enforced, what are you thinking now that travel papers are being handed out? To me, this sounds like the lockdowns I wrote of yesterday were just the first incremental step toward a society that nobody hopes to see. Yesterday, readers sent me photos of travel papers provided to them by employers so they could get to and from work. These are employees who work in industries like healthcare, pharmacies, and food service, 
as well as those who work in the production, transport, and sales of essential supplies. One reader wrote, we were told to show these if we got stopped on the way to or from work, and that if the authorities gave us any trouble, to not argue, and just go back home. There you go, right? So we, we actually talked about this right when it happened, because I had a, a friend of mine say that he was deemed an essential worker, and his work actually provided him particular papers that would do exactly that. If they ran into a checkpoint and weren't allowed out into a particular area, they were told to go back home and quarantine, they actually had travel papers that said, I'm an essential employee, and here's where I work, and here's my ID, and there's your papers. All right. And there's one example, right? There's more. So that was just when this first happened. This was, again, back in March, right? This is, this is March. Doesn't March seem like a lifetime ago? This was back in March, all right? And so notably, I want, I want to make this point too. Back in January, we were talking about the coronavirus on this show. The entire mainstream was impeaching Orange Man Bad and doing their political shit show, slinging back and forth, uh, what, whatever kind of garbage they were, they were calling each other, and not even looking at this, knowing full well that China was dealing with this thing. And our, our, our Congress wasn't doing a damn thing about it. They ignored it, as a matter of fact. And now they want to point fingers and blame everybody else but themselves. Just, just want to point it out. And the other thing I want to say about that is I made very clear that if this virus is good or bad, right? At that point, we didn't know. But if this turns out bad, the smart people would not only be concerned about the virus, they would be concerned about how much the government would take in using it as something to, what would you say? Take away your freedom. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. Travel papers. Let's go to this right here. Bloomberg. All right. Yeah. Yeah, and this continues. This continues. This is not a, a, a one-time thing, right? Where you get the essential worker papers and uh, you get to you get to bypass the, the checkpoints or whatever. Here, there's more. There's more. And this is a, I got sources, right? I always got sources, guys. So this is from Bloomberg. COVID passports seen to as key to resuming international travel. Oh, you don't say your papers, please. Global airline lobby IATA is working on a mobile app that will help travelers demonstrate their coronavirus-free status, joining a push to introduce so-called COVID passports to speed up the revival of international travel. The travel pass will display test results together with proof of inoculation, as well as listing national entry rules and details on the nearest labs, according to the International Air Transport Association. The app will also link to an electronic copy of the holder's passport to prove their identity. A test program will begin with British Airways parent IAGSA this year before arriving on Apple devices in the first quarter of 2021 and Android from April, the IATA said. Travelers will be able to share their status with border authorities or present a QR code for scanning. You may as well just tattoo it on your neck. <laughs> we need to have global rules and standards on measures like rapid testing and vaccinations so there can be a step forward for the industry. Peter Elbers, the head of the Dutch arm of France, Air France KLM, said in a Bloomberg TV interview Tuesday, the health advances will definitely help to restore confidence in travel. Qantas Airways Limited said a COVID-19 vaccination will be a necessity for its international passengers who approve, who are approved 
and distributed. <laughs> yeah. All right. So there we go. Right. So not only your papers for you're an essential or employee or not. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Now, <laughs> this gets this gets it gets worse. It's not just this, right? So this is air travel. Okay, we got air travel, no problem. Oh look, I, I get a free offer. Of, uh, my monthly limit of free content is about to expire on Bloomberg. I get a free offer. I can claim it. No thanks. All right, so we got uh, this is by JamesFetzer.org. All right, now this continues. It's not just that. It's not just the the uh, the airline travel, right? where they, you're going to have your papers, please. In this case, it'll be the digital papers, but your papers, please. James Fetzer reports this. World leaders are planning new lockdowns to introduce the World Debt Reset Program, which includes universal basic income and vaccination requirements. Okay, oops, that's back to the UBI. All right, so world leaders are preparing for a second wave. I think we already skipped that. Let's see. Uh, I thought I was in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah actually, here. These are actually universal basic income links. I think I got these out of order. I'm going to drop these real quick, and you guys can check them out. If you're interested in this type of conversation, which I hope you are, and I hope that's why you're here, but uh, take them from the source, right? I think that's that's important to go read the source and then find out their source and the rest of this. Okay, but let's see. All right. All right. Uh, let's see. UBI. Yeah, I think I got these out of order is what happened. There we go. Okay. All right. There's those three. Then we have this. All right. Let's, uh, let's whitelist this. Let's get the ads. Show us the ads. We want we want the material. We got to do the ads. Okay, here we go. So now so now they're uh, we're talking about in Europe. They're going to test it in the United Kingdom. You need a uh, your papers, please. Right. You need a digital certificate that proves that you're inoculated or you've had it or both or whatever the hell. Right. Whatever they whatever they stipulate for you for you to be able to travel. All right. Here's another one from cron.com. California lawmakers travel to Hawaii despite COVID-19 surge in travel advisory. All right, now this is exactly part of the problem and what we're, ta- what we're talking about and why we do this. Just like I said, that Cuomo asshole in New York, right, locks down the state, gives the mandates, you can only have this many people in your house, you shouldn't travel, you shouldn't see your mother, you shouldn't do these things, right? And again, I'm not arguing whether you should or not. Please don't take it that way. I'm saying that these assholes are telling us what to do and then they're not doing the same thing themselves. That's what I'm saying. So here we go. A nationwide surge in COVID-19 cases and statewide travel advisory didn't stop a group of California lawmakers from flying to Hawaii for a four-day conference this week. Yeah, just a four-day conference, right? We're going we're gonna to fly from here to there. Four-day conference. Everybody else is locked down, no travel, et cetera, so on. This is, this is November 17th. This is this week. The annual policy conference hosted by the Independent Voter Project, a San Diego-based nonprofit group, has fewer people attending this year. But according to Politico, about 100 lawmakers and lobbyists from multiple states still made the trip to Maui. Your papers, please. <laughs> you don't need them. You don't need them if you're, a, uh, if you're a, uh, a politician, do you? Or a lobbyist. or You're in the right crew, right? It's, it's a big club and we ain't in it. It's, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Let's see. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, Kurt says, uh, uh, flip off Gates and his QR code BS. Uh, and then, yeah, so Gruesome can have his 300-person birthday party eating in a restaurant. Do as I say, not as I do. Exactly right. Exactly right. Anyway, okay. So we're, we're, this is you see where we're headed with this. This is going to turn into a, a tumble, tum, uh, a, a, a tumbleina, let's call it, <laughs> of all of these things that were supposedly conspiracies a year ago. And now all of them, all of them, are supposedly becoming true, right? And uh, 
they're in different levels of happening, but they're happening. And to even suggest this a year ago, people looked at you like, like you were the batshit insane person, right? No, <laughs> no. One simple little year, one simple little virus, and bam. Yeah, this shit is real. This shit is real. Okay, if anybody has comments on this, uh, there's we got some more to talk about, and we will. There's a there's a, this is a whole list of things that people would have thought we were insane, and they do, right? They do. They a year ago when you talked about this type of stuff, people thought you were nuts. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, what's up, Ian? Not my scene. Thanks for showing up, buddy. Yeah, uh, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll do aliens next time, and that'll be your scene. But uh, yeah, thanks for being here tonight. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, Derek says, uh, saw it tonight. One of my Facebook friends. Oh, you guys are talking to each other. Okay. Anyway, if you guys got comments, 702-957-1037, uh, hop on in and uh, let us know what's going on. You can join the discord at troubleminds.org. The phone number and the discord link is on the website and there you go. So yeah, do you have comments on this stuff or if, uh, some of this stuff you saw coming or if you're startled that it may actually be, uh, be, uh, happening right before our eyes. Okay. Here's another one. Here's another one. This is from South Africa. And I couldn't help but think of Tamron when I was uh, pulling this article up from South Africa. Let's post this. Unpacking the legal and ethical aspects of South Africa's COVID-19 track and trace app. Your papers, please. Right? Right? Yeah. Crazy stuff. Here, let me link this article. You guys can follow along. All right. The most effective way to stop the spread of a virus is to prevent contact with everyone who is infected. Straight from the article here. Those who are infected can be isolated and treated if necessary. To determine who they are, it's necessary to actively look for and manage cases. Right? Doesn't that sound nice? You have to actively look for and manage these cases. During the COVID-19 pandemic, emerging technologies are being repurposed to help trace whoever has been in contact with an infected person. Some of these technologies, such as the global positioning system, GPS, Wi-Fi, and Bluetooth, are not new though GPS has been used to find accident victims at precise geographic locations. Some of the uses of Wi-Fi are oxygen monitoring devices, smart beds, access to electronic medical devices, and real-time access to x-rays and magnetic resonance imaging scans, MRIs. Now, these tools can also help one of the most important jobs in the pandemic, track and trace. They allow some people, some movement and economic activity with the ability to manage their own risk of being exposed to possible infection or spreading any infection. So they, they allow people some movement and some economic activity. It's almost like, hold on, <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's what it says. Now these tools can also help do one of the most important jobs in the pandemic, track and trace. They allow people some movement and economic activity with the ability to manage their own risk of being exposed to possible infection or spreading any infection. Some risk and some economic activity. So you're, you're allowed to do, well, basically what the lockdown says you can do. So anyway, all right, here we go. Here we go. Let's see. Let's go, uh, let's go back to this initial article here. I think we got off track a little bit. All right, so that's your travel papers, right? And that, the, the, the next one was starting on this. Mandatory GPS tracking of humans. And that's kind of where we started on the next article. Here we go. Don't be silly. Nobody is actually tracking you with your phone. You're not Jason Bourne. Oops. <laughs> Here we go. Let's read some of this from the article. And uh, yeah, I'll uh, pour another beer. But here we go. Uh, here's the article itself. You guys can follow along. And uh, there's a lot here, right? There's, there's a lot here that, again, if you, if you mentioned this a year ago, people said you were nuts. People said you were insane. Too much tinfoil. 
too much conspiracy, too much, uh, too much everything, too much everything not good for you. Well, no. Now, today, in the world we live in, we get this. 2020 proved that was a lie when they rolled out contact tracing apps to make sure you didn't breathe the same air as somebody who got a positive COVID test. Not only do sick or potentially sick people need to worry about being phoned or questioned by contact tracers, but there's also a whole new world of dystopian technology being rapidly developed. Apple and Google formed a partnership to develop a phone app with the potential to monitor one-third of the world's population. The Australian government has developed an app called COVID Safe to protect you, your family and friends, and save the lives of other Australians. The more Australians connect to the COVID Safe app, the quicker we can find the virus. In fact, all sorts of potentially invasive new technology tools are springing up to fight COVID. Some use AI to detect signs of COVID, and the Department of Defense is deploying thermal imaging to detect signs of COVID. These things won't just go away when the pandemic is over. If they're in use for a year or two years, however long this virus is with us, chances are they're here to stay. Source. Chances are they're here to stay. So if you have a smartphone, this continues, rest assured at some point you're probably going to have an app like this forcibly installed. Did anybody, do you remember this when this was a voluntary thing, right? Did anybody get like an Android or an iPhone update where they just dropped that shit right on your phone? <laughs> they did, nobody asked. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. So you have a smartphone, rest assured at some point you're probably going to have to an app like this forcibly installed during one of those relentless updates. It's happened. Of course, they'll say that the app is just a framework and you have to enable it for it to work. Oh, wait, they already said that <laughs> after installing the framework. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. What's up, Matt says, if you were if you were to talk about this a year ago, people think you are crazy. Now, you know how we feel all our lives. Exactly. Uh, Elizabeth says, too much fuckery too fast. And she didn't say that. Uh, I, I extrapolated. She was much more much more nice about it. Uh, Australia still <laughs> treats the citizens like prisoners still. Yeah. Right. Right. There's a, there's a, there's a lot here. There's a lot of garbage here. Okay. So anyway, back to, back to that, back to the, the, uh, the smartphone, the COVID passports, right? Uh, the Hawaii traveling, let's see, uh, the unpacking the legal and ethical aspects of South Africa's track and trace app. All right. Th this is exactly what we're talking about here. GPS tracking on people. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Here's another one. Channel News Asia. All right, check this out. This is pretty good. This is pretty good stuff. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Trackers to mask detectors. India bets on COVID-19 tech amid privacy fears. Oh, <laughs> not privacy fears. Uh, you, you must wear a tinfoil hat. New Delhi. From a tracker that can tell where someone sleeps at night to a device detecting whether they have a mask on or not. India's government is betting on high-tech solutions to fight COVID-19 despite growing privacy concerns. Officials have called on local firms to develop technology powered by artificial intelligence to help stem the spread of the coronavirus. More than 8.5 million people in India have been infected by the virus, according to the Johns Hopkins University's tracker, making it the worst affected country after the United States. With nationwide lockdown restrictions lifted, people are starting to go back to work and travel again, prompting public and private players to turn to data-driven tech to track their movements, check temperatures, and enforce social distancing. The world is getting back on its feet, and a new sense of normal is coming back. 
says uh, Ash uh, Akshata Kari. And now is the time to put these solutions in place so people feel safe. This is the co-founder of Pictuate, a, an AI-based video analytics firm in Tech Hub, Bangalore, Bangalore, Bangalore. There you go, in India. Uh, yeah, so uh, Pixuate was one of the six companies selected in May by the government's Technology Development Board to develop a low-cost solution to identify persons with abnormal body temperature in a crowd and alert authorities. Yeah, right out in public, it's gonna it's gonna detect abnormal body temperatures. Again, this is all stuff we've talked about, right? They they have this stuff out on the Vegas Strip now, where it's uh, you know they're, they got uh, they've installed. Uh, uh, temperature checks at uh, doors. I actually had my, I went into a casino down in Prim uh, a little while ago because we were down there for another reason and I was like, hey, let's see if this shit's open. Let's go in. And they, they had you go through this little uh, uh, um, queue, right? You couldn't you couldn't just walk in. You had to actually go be diverted from the front door around this other side and then there was only one entrance in and the, the entrance, they were checking your your, uh, your temperature, right? Beep in your forehead. So that was the first time it happened to me. I, th- I think I told you guys when it happened, but it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Kurt says, yes, they did. Mike supposedly voluntary woke up with a forced install to my phone. Yep. No F and voluntary to it. Exactly. They did. They did. I think I'm pretty sure Joe from Florida, he actually sent us a screenshot of when they, they updated his, uh, Robert says, no, I'm really glad I have refused to have a cell phone. There you go, buddy. At least if you're going to do it, get a dumb phone. Don't get a smartphone, right? Like get one of them burner phones that kind of can't do shit but make phone calls. Then at least you're, you know, probably a step ahead of the game. But even so, it's still trackable. What's up? Uh, Jeff says, Kurt, I got Def Leppard stuck in my head from the other night. <laughs> nice. Nice. So which, which Def Leppard song? Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, all right, here's another one. Minnesota. Minnesota. One of my favorite places, though I've never been there. I just hear it's really nice this time of year. And many other times a year. Okay, here we go. Here we go. All right. So this is from this is from NPRnews.com. M as in Mike, not N as in Nike. Mike and NPR News. Minnesota rolls out new app for COVID exposure alerts. And this is November twenty third, twenty twenty. Yesterday. This was yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. Uh, here, actually, we can listen to this. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. The state is rolling out a new COVID tracking tool today that's meant to make people aware of whether they've been in close contact with someone who has the virus. Our Catherine Richard joins us now to fill us in on this latest development and more in Minnesota's efforts to fight COVID. Catherine, hello. Hi, Tom. First, give us a quick rundown of today's COVID-19 numbers from the Minnesota Department of Health. 
Sure, there are about 6,300 new cases and 24 more people have passed away from the virus. Those deaths happened all over the state. Testing remains high. 57,000 tests were conducted between Saturday and Sunday, but hospitalizations also remain high. Nearly 1,800 people sick with... Okay, shut up. That's not what I wanted to hear. No offense, people, reporters, you're doing a good job. Doing porn. Keep it coming. Minnesota leaders, Minnesota leaders began pushing a new smartphone application on Monday that would alert users to potential exposure to COVID-19 based, based on technology that they say will also keep personal information private. Wow. Really? Really? I'm not so sure that is that. Okay. How are we going to do that? How are we going to do that? Minnesota leaders began pushing a new smartphone application on Monday that would alert users to potential exposure to COVID-19 based on technology that they say will also keep personal information private. Also keep personal information private. See, I didn't make that up. The COVID-aware Minnesota application, similar to those in use in several other states, depends on people downloading the program and sending out an alert if they test positive for the virus. Neither will happen automatically for smartphone users. All right, now, have you heard this one, guys? So this, th- they're saying this depends on people downloading it and then putting it in the app that they've, they've got COVID, okay? Now, has anybody been to a grocery store? Stop me if you've heard this one. You know how you come out with come out of the grocery store and you've got your cart and there's those cart corrals and I heard this on Timcast. I actually didn't know this, but he says that, that one of the arguments and the uh, the the uh, to make a correlation why people can't govern themselves is because when there's no incentive for them to do something, they don't do it, right? So you 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 bring your shopping cart out, unload your groceries, and the thing is like right there. It's, you know, within probably 10 or 15 or 20 steps of you to just walk the shopping cart over and put it in the corral, right? Because then you're, you're helping out the, the people in the store, you know, and so it doesn't, they don't have to go all over the damn parking lot to pick your shit up. But people don't. They just dump it right by the car, right? Sometimes they'll slam it into your car and drive away, right? Like this is the type of thing that we're talking about. So this is actually going to somehow depend on, depend on people <laughs> being, being uh, like actually, you know, doing it, because it's the right thing to do, you know, and you know, again, I have the utmost faith in people. And I think that I do, I put my, my cart back in the corral, right? And it's not saying that I'm some saint or anything. I'm just saying that, right? Like there, there's no reason not to, I, I need the walk. I need the steps. You know, I need, I need the, a little, little extra exercise here or there. It's fine. Like, but people don't like, you see it like they're all over the damn parking lot, but that's why they say, right? So if it's voluntary, this does not happen. Oh, and the reason is, well, they're going to make it voluntary. People aren't going to do it. And then what do they do? Then they start forcing it, right? When do they get into your medical records? <laughs> That's what I want to know. When do they actually get into your medical records? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Joe says, bullshit, private. My, my wife will know when I'm at the strip club. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Exactly. Right. Exactly. Uh, We're going to get to that, too. We're going to get to that. There's more. There's more tracking involved here. Okay, so the program matches phone proximity information to daily lists of positive cases. There are safeguards built in to prevent people from falsely claiming a COVID-19 infection just to cause panic. Okay, hold on. So if it doesn't know your medical record, how the hell is it going to be a safeguard built in to prevent people from falsely claiming COVID to cause a panic? Yeah. To trigger a notification, a person who's tested positive must enter a verification code. There you go. They receive from a public health authority. All right. Well, more. Can I see your papers, please? (laughs) Okay. Anyway, now on to exactly what Joe said. Number four, 
cashless societies. Now let's go. Let's go straight back to this article again. We're uh, we're kind of going down this article, and again, these are conspiracy theories that a year ago people would call you nuts, right? They would be like, no, no, too much tinfoil, and now. All of these things in one capacity or another are actually coming true. This is a little bit nuts. All right. Number four, cashless societies. Somehow, I know you guys have seen these signs, but somehow the United States ran out of change. You go down to my local grocery stores and there's signs up that says, uh, still, that still say, um, exact change only, please, or (laughs) please use a card, right? Yeah, yeah, there we go. Uh, So uh, Bloomberg reported this in August. As if a deep recession and never-ending pandemic wasn't enough, the U.S. now faces another crisis, a coin shortage. Thanks to the lockdowns, fewer coins are in circulation, leaving businesses unable to make change when customers hand over paper money. (laughs) Yeah, this had a lot of people concerned, especially since Venezuela used COVID to push citizens toward a cashless society. Here in the United States, the change shortage was so extensively, that was so extensive it caused many stores to give you your change on a store loyalty card or invite you to donate that change to some cause. A true cashless society would allow significant control over our day-to-day lives. All right, cashless societies. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Now, this is a now this is a this goes back to exactly what Joe just said, right? Uh, his wife being able to track him down at uh, at the uh, right? You, you can't cashless society means you got to run your card at the the, the stripper, right? That's in the it's in the strip club. So, yeah, yeah, here we go. Reported by the New York Times. Uh, Who will miss the coins when they're gone? (laughs) More propaganda. Oh, boy. And this is happening. This this shit is happening, guys. This shit is happening. Now, all this is weird to me because it is. A year ago, like, to bring up all these things in one show, they would be like, dude, Mike, you are way, way, way off the rails. Off the rails. Like, this stuff is not happening. (laughs) A year later. (laughs) We have sources, sources. The New York Times reports, who will miss the coins when they're gone? We used to carry and trade bits of metal everywhere, but a pandemic shortage and the rise of digital money are making jingly pockets a distant memory for many. (laughs) Uh, Yep, yep. China has plans for a digital currency, straight from the article here, and the U.S. Federal Reserve is doing research and experimentation. Facebook has a currency in the works, and Bitcoin's evangelists are still preaching. Millions of Americans are skipping right over coins by paying with their phones or shopping on them. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what. I tell you what. What's up, William? Says all, all this is happening here, too. That's in Singapore, right? Exactly. Uh, Joe says, can't get, can't get change at the strip club. Yeah, well. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, throw uh, change on the stage. <laughs> when are we going? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, so, uh, okay. Now, cash the society. The reason, okay, now it seems convenient, right? Now, this is this is the problem. This is exactly why these things happen. And they roll out and people do their things and they, they, they praise about it and say, look, it's no more of that, you know, dirty, nasty change we have to trade back and forth and money's so dirty and all this other stuff, right? But even though you can argue in this day and age, paper money pretty much is, isn't worth the paper it's printed on, all right? In many cases, it's getting worse and worse, right? But they're saying that, Think of the convenience, all right? You could pay with your phone everywhere you go, no cash whatsoever, everything's hunky-dory, exact change, right? Okay, what's the downside? Yeah, the downside is your privacy. <laughs> if the government issues a legal tender 
in digital currency and you have to pay with that digital currency, that means they know every penny you spent, where you spent it, and yeah, et cetera, so on. <laughs> when you spent it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Kelly says, bro, I want to go back to gold and silver. And I, I again, right? Again, we're going further and further away from the things that make sense and more and more toward a future that is straight dystopia. That is straight dystopia. Like this, this stuff is real, all right? So there's the New York Times talking about our coin shortage here. All right, here we go. Damn it, they just, they locked me out again. All right, so here's another one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link this because you guys can probably see this. I'll skip over it because, well, I can't get in it, but you guys can see the source that I pulled up. But this is from, uh, this is from uh, ArabianBusiness.com, all right? And so the headline is, uh, Dubai sets up new group to oversee transition to cashless society, right? And you say, oh, big deal, that's Dubai, right? They don't give a shit about human rights. Why would they care about any of the rest of this? Well, just like I said, we started with the New York Times talking about us, <laughs> oh, sorry. There we go. There's another one. The Halifax Courier. Co.uk. All right. Here's another one. Here's another one. You guys on your strip club talk, you're cracking me up. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. There's more. There's more. Halifax is expected to be one of the first cashless locations in the UK, research reveals. Right? That would be the United Kingdom. Halifax is what, a county, I believe? Halifax is one of the oh, town, top towns in the UK that are leading the way with contactless payments, research reveals. Yeah, yeah, right. So following a 60% de- decrease in the cash use of cash machine, machines in April 2020, PaymentSense analyzed their unique data over the last six months to find out which UK cities used the least cash. The data also found which towns and cities preferred contactless and digital payments the most and which cities had the highest year-on-year increase in these payment methods. Yeah. The findings have been mapped in the UK sent, uh, capital of contactless card payments is ready to be revealed. The study reveals that Halifax is one of the UK's card payment capitals for an exponential increase in the use of contactless payments. Mhm. Mhm. <laughs> there you go. It's coming. Halifax. Anybody live near Halifax in the United Kingdom? <laughs> yeah. And uh, Halifax is it Nova Wait, wait, no. No, no, UK, UK, not Nova Scotia. Yeah, yeah. Um let's see. Let's see. <laughs> Joe says, Mike, if you don't pay that five ninety nine, the site blows up. That's like can blow the fuck up for all I care. They suck. All right. So um, there you go. There you go. All right. So this stuff is what it is, right? Princess Princess Bab says, downside is also hackers getting into phone and take all our money. Yeah, I was going to get there too. So not only that, uh, so if, if you want to make the argument that paper currency is what it is, right, is, you know, like, like we say, uh, inflation and... Uh, you know, like uh, widening uh, national debts and these types of things, they devalue the dollar, right? The power, the spending power of a paper dollar, right? The dollar, the old old fashioned cash, all right? And so as this becomes further and further devalued and then it goes to a digital currency, then you, you don't even have the paper in your hand anymore. Like you have, you literally have nothing you could lock up and keep safe. Your shit is in a bank somewhere, in a digital bank, right? That's not only... Uh, able to be tracked 24-7, like for every penny that goes anywhere, then you have, you're have you exposed to hackers. And not only that, right? Remember the bank runs? Remember remember in the, the Great Depression in this? You know, my, my grandparents' age when they were actually out and the shit hit the fan and people had to actually go run to the banks and pull their money out. And it, right? It's like the Ponzi scheme. It's the banks, right? It's, they're investing your money. It's not, they don't have all your money, right? Like, and so people start, do a run on the banks, right? Start getting cash out. 
But here's what here's the problem now. So if this happens and the economy collapses, you think they're going to let you do a run on your cash? No. They'll just turn the servers off. <laughs> you can't touch shit. And then all the little dots, the, the beeps and bloops, the ones and zeros that used to be your money are nothing. They're gone. Vaporware. <laughs> a thing of the past. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Uh, some good comments here. Let's see. Uh, uh, the British will pay with tea and crumpets, says Joe. Yes, the the uh, the civilized British. Larry says, and they can cancel your wealth at the push of a button. I'm not going to pay my lawn boy in Bitcoin either. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, here's a clue. Buy some gold or silver, says Kurt. Yeah. Uh, so again, right, like these things are going down. This stuff is happening. And like I said, like I said, a year ago, people would have thought we were insane, right? If you bring up all these things in one show, in one sitting, they're like, no, no, no. You people are nuts. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And so, okay. so the argument for this show and what we've always said since the very beginning is that civilization is not as robust as we're meant to believe. And I think 2020 absolutely 150 percent validates that. And here we are, unfortunately, dealing with the things, the the fallout of this. Right. And, you know, I'm not I'm not saying I told you so. And COVID's a good thing because it's not. It's terrible. Like but we were talking about all kinds of things. That could that could happen, and, and pandemic was one we rarely talked about, but we did. We talked about the the swine flu and these things that pop up in uh, in uh, in China from time to time. But you know, because you never know, you never know how far it's going to go. Crazy. Uh, what's up, Jeff? Says, uh, "Shit, my wife just got a new Wells Fargo card today. Had a as a chip, you just swipe. Yeah, right. Uh, contactless. You don't even have to touch anymore. Like, yeah, you just kind of wave it near the machine, and it does it. Right. You don't even have to touch your card to the thing anymore." Um, yeah, <laughs> it's Hell's Cargo, says Joe. <laughs> Hell's Cargo. Uh, the stagecoach leaves with your money. There, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So anyway, right? You guys, you guys get where I'm headed with this. Uh, this is messed up. Messed up. Uh, Bailey says, "What's stopping them already?" Well, the, we have some dirty cash smuggled under the bed, right? We got, we got a jar of pennies, right? That's what's stopping them. But they could. You're totally right. You're totally right. And that's that's exactly kind of my my point with Bitcoin and the rest of this. This next level. Next level cashless bit is uh, is dangerous, right? You turn the servers off and nobody's got access to shit. And so somebody somewhere with the master switch can just shut down the entire economy, right? Now, how, how safe does that seem? Does that seem decentralized and safe to you? Kind of like they say our elections are. <laughs> but does it seem like that? Yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, so anyway, this continues. Let's see. Uh, cashless society. Uh, let's see. All right. So there, there's there's another one, right? Cashless societies, right? Number four. Number five. Number five. Microchips. Microchips, right? Remember, you, you used to bring up microchips, right? In any capacity, right? And they're like, oh, people would roll their eyes. And they're like, oh, it's conspiracy theorists. <laughs> These people are insane. <laughs> yeah. Well, here we go. Number five. Microchips. Again, Following from this article here, which is fantastic, written by, got to give credit where credit is due when people do good things, Daisy Luther on the Treaker, or sorry, the truthseeker.co.uk, Daisy Luther. Here we go. Number five, microchips. DARPA got involved early on, touting it as a way to save us all from COVID. Robert Wheeler wrote, and he continues here. I'm going to have Microsoft Mike read this so I can take a sip of beer and catch up on some chat, but here we go. This is what is being said about microchips. And there. 
but governments aren't having to market the chip as a method to track, trace, and control their populations. Instead, they are marketing the chip as a way to track and detect COVID and other coronaviruses. Clearly, this is a much easier sell to a public literally terrorized by their governments and mainstream media outlets for the last six months. Raul Diego details the creation and coming rollout of the new biochip in his article, a DARPA-funded implantable microchip to detect COVID-19 could hit markets by 2021, where he writes, The most significant scientific discovery since gravity has been hiding in plain sight for nearly a decade, and its destructive potential to humanity is so enormous that the biggest war machine on the planet immediately deployed its vast resources to possess and control it financing its research and development through agencies like the National Institutes of Health, NIH, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, and HHS BARDA. The revolutionary breakthrough came to a Canadian scientist named Derek Rossi in 2010 purely by accident. The now-retired Harvard professor claimed in an interview with the National Post that he found a way to reprogram the molecules that carry the genetic instructions for cell development in the human body not to mention all biological life forms. These molecules are called messenger ribonucleic acid or mRNA, and the newfound ability to rewrite those instructions to produce any kind of cell within a biological organism has radically changed the course of Western medicine and science, even if no one has really noticed yet. As Rossi himself puts it, the real important discovery here was you could now use mRNA, and if you got it into the cells, then you could get the mRNA to express any protein in the cells. And this was the big thing. Source. There's a source. All right, here we go. So that was a lot there. All right, hold on. I got articles. <laughs> hold on. There's more. There's more. All right, Cash to Societies. Here we go. This is it. From mintpressnews.com. A DARPA-funded implantable biochip to detect COVID-19 could hit markets by 2021. Yep. <laughs> like I said, like I said, if you would have said this a year ago, people are like, nope, too much tinfoil. Get away from me. You're nuts. Now, look what's going on. Look what's going on. By Raul Diego. This is uh, published September 17, 2020. The most significant. Oh, we actually read this. This was from this is straight from the article that was on the other part. So it was so big that by 2014, Rossi was able to retire after the company he co-founded with flagship pioneering private equity firm. To exploit his innovation, Moderna Incorporated attracted almost half a billion dollars in federal award monies to begin developing vaccines using the technology. No longer affiliated with Moderna beyond his stock holdings, Rossi is just watching for what happens next. And if he's anything like the doting hockey dad he is portrayed to be, he must be horrified. And check this out. It continues. As early as 2006, DARPA was already researching how to identify viral upper respiratory pathogens through its Predicting Health and Disease Program, the PhD program, which led to the creation of the agency's Biological Technologies Office, the BTO, as reported by Whitney Webb in a May article for The Last American Vagabond. Yeah. Here we go. Nanoplatforms, which includes implantable nanotechnologies leading to the development of hydrogel. What's hydrogel, you say? I'm glad you asked. Hydrogel is a nanotechnology whose inventor early on boasted that if it pans out with approval from the FDA, then consumers could get the sensors implanted in their core 
to measure their levels of glucose, oxygen, and lactate. This contact lens-like material requires a special injector to be introduced under the skin where it can transmit light-based digital signals through a wireless network like 5G. <laughs> you got to throw in 5G. If you don't throw in 5G, it's not a conspiracy theory. But holy shit, <laughs> Derek says I need a beer. Cheers, buddy. I got one. I got one right here. If you were close, I'd share. Uh, let's see. Uh, Larry says, what do you do at a strip club? Touch, touch my chip <laughs> right here. I guess. I guess. Uh, Joe wants to know, I wonder if a stun gun would short that out. I'm willing to shock myself. Yeah, yeah, maybe. You guys You guys are hung up on the strip club and the implications of how this is going to happen. What's up, Bailey? I see that. Thanks for showing up. Um, yeah, there's a lot here, right? Uh, Bailey says digital currency can be stored on a flash drive under your bed until they pull all the servers, right? And then it doesn't mean shit. Axel says we're already uh, completely dependent on the electronic payment system. And that's and that's basically true, right? That's basically true. So all that stuff back to uh, back to all the payment stuff. Like there's a lot there that we're already like like neck deep in. And so this next next wave of like purely all all cashless society is you know uh, just kind of taking the, the full plunge uh, from neck deep to uh, you know plugging your nose and just jumping in crazy stuff crazy stuff okay so here we go now this is crazy this is crazy right this continues a transhumanist dream the darpa funded implantable biochip right which is called what hold on where was it where was it <laughs> jail where's the jail where's the jelly uh, the hydrogel. I was going to say biogel. Hydrogel. All right. So, this contact lens-like material requires a special injector to be introduced under the skin where it can transmit light-based digital signals through a wireless network like 5G. Once firmly implanted inside the body, human cells are at the mercy of any mRNA program delivered via this substrate, unleashing a nightmare of possibilities. It is perhaps the first true step towards full-on transhumanism, a philosophy that is in vogue with many powerful and influential people, such as Google's Ray Kurzweil and Eric Schmidt, and whose proponents see the fusion of technology and biology as an inevitable consequence of human progress. Uh-huh. The private company created to market this technology that allows for biological processes to be remote control to Sorry, to be controlled remotely and opens the door to the potential manipulation of our biological responses, then ultimately our entire existence is called Profusa Inc. Incorporated. And its operations are funded with millions from NIH and the DARPA. In March, the company was quietly inserted into the crowd crowded COVID-19 bazaar in March 2020 when it announced an injectable biochip for the detection of viral respiratory diseases. Yeah. 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 Let's see. Did I link that? I did. Mint Press News. So this this is going on. And again, right? So back to this. Back to this. Things that a, a year ago people would think you were insane. If you brought up all these conspiracies in one in one show, nope, you're off the rails. You're not worthy of. Uh, you're you're canceled. You're canceled, right? No. There's sources for this shit, guys. There's sources. They're working on these things. Microchips. All right. Microchips. Let's go to the next one. There's more. There's there's more. <laughs> There's more. This is from defenseone.com. All right. This is not just one one group. This is a this is many different people working on these things. Many different organizations, including DARPA, right? Defense, uh, well, Defense Advanced Research Research Projects, some rather. I don't know, something like that. DARPA, right? Hold on. Let, let's look it up. Let's be let's be professional here. If you guys have comments on this stuff, if this is freaking you out, well, give me a call 702-957-1037, and uh, you can give me your take on this. What do you think about all this stuff? Do you think I'm going off the rails, or do you think 
that this shit's actually happening? Do you think it's actually happening? Because I don't know. There's an awful lot of sources that don't seem to be like, uh, you know, some guy's YouTube channel that has two views that's making some bullshit up. There's some actual damn sources here. Here we go. DARPA is this. Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. That's what I meant to say. See? If you're super smart, you just say that right off. If you're me, well, you flub it and then go look it up. All right. So DefenseOne.com reports this. A military-funded biosensor could be the future of pandemic detection. <laughs> Woo! Right? To tell you what, it's coming. This shit is coming, guys. This shit is coming. Papers, please. Allow me to scan your chip. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, pay with your phone. Or, or actually, maybe pay directly with your chip that's in your arm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? Here we go. If it wins FDA approval next year, the two-part sensor could help spot new infections weeks before symptoms begin to grow. But look how many lives it'll save, guys. Why are pandemics so hard to stop? Okay, blah, blah. I don't care. These intros always suck. By detecting flu-like infections even before their symptoms begin to show. Its maker, Profusa, says the sensor is on track to try for FDA approval by early next year. The sensor has two parts. One is a three millimeter string of hydrogel. There's that word again. The hydrogel. A material whose network of polymer chains is used in some contact lenses and other implants. Inserted under the skin with a syringe, the string includes a specially engineered molecule that sends a fluorescent signal outside of the body when the body begins to fight an infection. The other part is an electronic component attached to the skin. It sends light through the skin, detects the fluorescent signal, and generates another signal that the wearer can send to a doctor, website, etc. It's like a blood lab on the skin that can pick up the body's response to illness before the presence of other symptoms like coughing, right? So, you know, I mean, it's like like getting a blood test every day, right? It's, It's built into your skin. It's able to actually monitor your blood in real time. It's connected to the internet through 5G or that 6G tower that we started with, that, uh, that Utah monolith that's made out of alien material, (laughs) the 6G, the 6G tower. But, uh, I mean, this is exasperating, right? Like you, you follow all these things and there's actual like technology happening. That is all these things that were all these weirdo conspiracy theories a year ago. And now all of this shit, all of this shit is unbelievably about to be approved by the FDA and uh, put out in the open market, right? Pretty crazy stuff. Uh, Larry says, I thought ammo was the new currency. Common loads are scarce. Yeah, that's true. That, that's true, too. If anybody knows where to get some ammo, let me know because uh, I have uh, targets to practice on. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Bailey says, I hope this isn't tied to haptics, H-A-P-T-I-X. And there's a there's Celeste Solemn from FEMA's polymer-based hydrogen that are used to replace your blood and replace it with fuel that powers nanites programmed by 5G to allow the wills of the powers that be. <laughs> yep, nope, no thanks. No thanks, no thank you, no thank you. <laughs> Bailey says they the, they should expand in, they should, ex- wait, they expand in your blood until there's no more blood left. Yeah, uh, all of that I don't know. I've heard of smart dust, and I've looked, right? I looked in scientific papers, uh, you know, kind of searching behind the uh, the paywalls of these journals for anything that actually had any kind of information about smart dust and, like, nanobots and this type of And I couldn't find anything. I just couldn't do it. It, it seemed like it didn't exist, right? Unless it was locked behind the, the doors of DARPA, you know, that type of thing. So it just didn't seem like it was, it was, it was happening in academia or any kind of peer-reviewed anything. So it didn't seem real, right, when people people were coming up with these type of uh, conspiracies. But this is the type of shit that's starting to happen, right? 
three millimeter string of hydrogel. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, this shit's happening, guys. This shit's happening. It's it's real, and it's here. All right. Let's see. Uh, here's another one. This is from the Organic Prepper regarding microchips. Again, right? You talked about microchips a year ago. You were insane. Check this out. <laughs> Check this out. Yep. NBC thinks getting microchipped sounds super convenient. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's just play this. Let's play this from NBC Nightly News. This is a two minutes, 28 seconds. I think maybe we've played this before, but I think this is probably worth watching again. Now, this guy, he rolls up and he just beep, <laughs> lets himself in to this secure facility, which is probably the lunchroom. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's a chip in his hand that deactivates it. But here we go. When Elias Brotberger goes to work, he doesn't need ID. And he doesn't need money. In fact, much of what he needs to get through the day is hidden right there, just below the surface, in his hand. You like to touch it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's yeah. like a grain of rice. Yeah, a grain of rice. Embedded in his hand is a microchip that serves as his keys, his ID, and his wallet. Yeah, it's all in chips. So I use it like to get around the building. Buy snacks. Yeah, exactly. Let's buy some snacks. Exactly. So I can't open it. No. Okay. So what I need to do is I need to first blip my chip and it will log me in. Mm -hmm. And from there I get access to the fridge. Popular TV shows like Black Mirror have imagined chips as part of a dystopian future. Install ingrained procedure with local anesthetic and you're good to go. In Sweden, the microchips are already here. The microchip implants use the same technology that's in contactless credit cards. Which have made cash pretty much obsolete in Sweden. No cash. At this tech fair, a chipping event for those on the cutting edge, merging their hands with this new technology. I thought it would be fun, right? The process is simple and swift. A pinch of the skin, and in a matter of seconds, the chip is inserted. The transformation is complete. As for the pain... I barely felt it. But even in this nation of early adopters, not everyone is racing to get chipped. Feel less human. I will feel like a robot. I think, I mean, it's so much more data can go into this, you know, and it's in your body. There's no central registry tracking how many people are chipped, but biohacker Hannes Wellblood estimates between five and 10,000. In the future, do you think everyone is going to be chipped? I think it will be voluntary, but I am certainly convinced that millions of people will find it very, very valuable to have a smart device under their skin. Human microchipping may be our future, but in Sweden, it's already reality. Sarah Harmon, NBC News, Stockholm. Hey, NBC News fans, thanks for checking out. Hey, NBC News fans, thanks for checking it out. I'm, I'm Walter Dolt, whatever my name is. Okay, so now, now that's the thing, right? They're using this shit. And so you think, look, so they've linked your ID, they've linked your wallet, right? They, they've linked everything to this. And it's just a grain of rice in your hand. It could be scanned. Beep, beep, <laughs> everything. Is this what's going on in China right now? Kinda, kinda. But I think everything is built through the smartphone. I'm not sure they have chips just yet, but I think it's happening. I think it's happening. Kurt says, uh, wow, brave dude putting his ID out there. Chop his hand off. Somebody's banking. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Kelly says, those things have kill switches in them. Uh, I, I hope it's not the kill switch you're talking about. Um, yeah, yeah, Joe says, hey, this guy's lost. Check his chip and return him to his wife. 
Uh, full of jokes tonight. Full of jokes tonight. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bailey says, uh, watch Celeste Solemn's video. She's supposedly from FEMA. It's like Minority Report. Uh, now people cut off your hand instead of uh, stealing your wallet. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, like uh, it used to be like like in the science fiction, right? Arnold Arnold would knock somebody out and then he'd drag him over and he'd put their uh, their fingerprint on there to let himself in, right? <laughs> no, now you need to cut off the hand. <laughs> Or you got, you got to rip the rip the chip out of their out of their palm or whatever it is. Um, Robert says, "Now, now look, this is terrifying. This is terrifying." He says they'll be microchipping the babies at birth. Right, right. Like, look what's going on here. Look what's going on here. Look where we're headed. Look, <laughs> Joe. Look where we're headed. Look where we're headed with this. Now, again, right, these are all conspiracies that a year ago people would have said, you're insane for talking about this. You can't really take this seriously. This is not real. Blah, blah. You're making this shit up in your head. It's the mark of the beast. It's 666, all this stuff, right? Like you're too much, too much nutter butters for you. Yeah, no, no, this shit's real. Imagine the possibilities. Here it is of theft. This would certainly take stealing your wallet to an entirely new level. Would thieves just hack off a person's hand to gain access to their keys, credit card, and ID? Or would it be even easier than that? Considering we now need to carry our passports and credit cards and RFID blocking wallets because criminals can walk around with scanning devices and steal our unprotected information, which is kind of what I was going to say. Uh, Will those with chips need to wear an RFID blocking glove? A la Michael Jackson. <laughs> That's going to be the next thing, right? There's always the next thing. There's always the next thing. Then how much more information will they put on microchips? Today it's your keys, your money, and your identification. Tomorrow will it be a GPS trackers placed in children and the elderly? Placed in children. What did Robert say? They'll be microchipping the babies at birth. Yeah. 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 Right? And again, like, uh, and it's, it's like, oh, come on, Mike. Come on, Mike. This is just too much. I don't know. There's a lot of evidence here that seems to suggest that uh, they're using this uh, this COVID nineteen as a as a a Trojan horse, let's say, to just kind of uh, bring all of this shit in. This is your great reset, guys. This is this is the way things are about to be. Like like Axel said, we're neck deep in this banking system already. Well, uh, things are about to get even more weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be microchipping the babies at birth. That needs to be a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. So this this continues. It's not done yet. You think this is done? We're not even done yet. We're almost, We're getting there. All right? If you're getting exhausted from this, don't worry. I am too because it, 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 it irritates me. It scares the piss out of me. All right. Now, okay, so there's the chips. All right? Number five, microchips. Where are we at time-wise? Perfect. Perfect time-wise. All right. Here we go. Number six. Mandatory vaccines. And again, we're taking this from the truthseeker.co.uk and then kind of uh, matching up some of the actual news reporting to this to see if this is legit or if this is a bunch of BS. So let's see. Let's see. What do we got here? Um, uh, uh, okay, whatever. Whatever. All right, there it is. Okay, so number six. There's only, there's only seven. So we got six and seven and we're done. Number six, mandatory vaccines. Right. Remember back when nobody thought that adults would ever be forced to take vaccines except for crazy conspiracy theorists. Well, <laughs> that day is coming sooner than many people expect. A much heralded COVID vaccine could be rolled off and uh, rolled out in a matter of days. Pfizer and BioNTech have both concluded phase three of rushing their jabs to market. There are still many, many questions. The return of our old familiar ways will take time, and how much 
time remains unclear. The answers await more research into the vaccines, how they can be distributed, and how many people are willing to get them. Quote, a vaccine won't be available immediately for everybody, says Arthur Ringgold, a professor of epidemiology at the School of Public Health at University of Berkeley, California. But he does say it will probably take four to six months. What that says to me is that people will have to keep wearing masks until at least spring. We won't be in a magically different situation by February or March. I don't see how that can possibly happen. All right. Now, this continues. Equally important are the unknowns about the vaccines themselves. Scientists still don't know how long vaccine-induced protection will last, for example, or whether inoculations can block actual infection or only prevent the onset of disease, etc. so on, right? And again, we talked about this previously, that uh, the Pfizer one is only based on 160 people or so. So we're going we're gonna to take 160 people, we're going to run some trials, and then we're going to vaccinate 500 million people based on those. I don't know, guys. Like, again, right? Like, it's one thing to, like, race to, the, to, to, to get things done, but <laughs> it's another thing entirely to, uh, to uh <laughs> yeah. Anyway, here we go. Let's go straight to this. This is uh, from Real Clear Politics by Tim Harris, October 15th, 2020, and this is before the election, right? Before the election. So you can't, uh, you can't say, okay, it's probably propaganda, <laughs> but, but, right, headline. Real Clear Politics says this, Joe Biden on COVID-19 vaccine. We should be thinking about making it mandatory. Let's see what he has to say. Kelly Lee, she's from Philadelphia. Thank you. Republican, uh, voted for Donald Trump in 2016, undecided now. Hey Kelly, how are you? Hi Mr. Biden. My question is about the coronavirus vaccine. Yes. Or potential. Uh, Senator Harris stated that she absolutely would not take a vaccine from President Trump. And of course, we all know it's not President Trump that would create this vaccine. It would be doctors and scientists that presumably we all trust. So my question for you is, if a vaccine were approved by between now and the end of the year, would you take it? And if you were to become president, would you mandate that everyone has to take it? Two things. Number one, President Trump talks about things that just aren't accurate about Everything from vaccines, we're going to have one right away, it's going to happen, and so on. The point is that if the scientists, if the body of scientists say that this is what is ready to be done, and it's, it's been tested, it's gone through the three phases, yes, I would take it, I'd encourage people to take it. But President Trump says things like, you know, everything from this crazy stuff he's walking away from now, inject bleach in your arm, and that's going to work. I'm not being a bit, I'm not being facetious, though. I mean, he's actually said these things. And now Regeneron is the answer, that's going to cure everything. There's 500,000 doses, we've got a couple, you know, we have a, more than a few million people. Um, you know, and so, and most of the, if you notice, most of the companies who are developing these vaccines are working, they're making real progress. I meet with four leading scientists at least twice a week in the beginning, four times a week, giving us the detail on what kind of progress is being made. And right now, they do the right thing. When they run into a serious problem, they halt the test. They don't continue until they figure out what the problem was. They're not there yet. And the most scientists say it's not likely to have a vaccine that would be available until the beginning of next year, into the, into the spring of next year. And in the meantime, what I worry about is the same thing with Regeneron, which is, which is a useful antidote, not antidote, a useful uh, tool. But 
what's happening is there is no plan to figure out how to distribute it. How many, you know, we have 500,000, you know, uh, um, vials of it. Well, we don't have all the testing equipment. We don't have all the ability to get it to the people who need it. And what we should be doing now, and allegedly it's happening, but I've not seen it yet, nor the docs that I've talked to seen it, there should be a plan when we have the vaccine, how do we distribute it? And once we get it, if it's safe, it's, if it's effective, will you mandate its use? The answer is, depending on how clear, there's vaccines, they say, have a very positive impact and they're going to affect positively 85%. Okay, notice, he can't say yes. It's a simple yes or no. Politicians, watch what he says, though. Senate of the American public. Or there's others say this vaccine is really the key. This is, this is, this is the golden key. It depends on the state of the nature of the vaccine, when it comes out, and how it's being distributed. That would depend on. But I would think that we should be talking about, depending on the continuation of the spread of the virus, we should be thinking about making it mandatory. How could you enforce that? Well, you we just said it. We should be thinking about making it mandatory. And Stephanopoulos straight away interrupts him. How could you enforce that? Right? But he said, hold on, hold on. Look what he said. About depending on the continuation of the spread of the virus, we should be thinking about making it mandatory. How could you enforce that? Yeah, yeah. There you go. There's your president to be, guys. Joe Biden raised eyebrows Thursday evening at ABC News Town Town Hall when he asked if he considered making the COVID nineteen vaccine mandatory, and he said, "You can't enforce that, but you can tell people they can't come to school without it." Biden said. You see, so you let's say you can't go to work. You can't get on a plane. You can't go to school. Isn't that mandatory? <laughs> That's freaking mandatory. Unless you go live in the woods by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, this is the stuff, right? This is the stuff that uh, that, that, that slips, right? The, like, like this guy This guy goes off on Orange Man Bad saying about how, how terrible the, the dumb things Donald Trump said. And then he goes on to say... <laughs> Other incredibly stupid things, right? Different stupid things. It's just, uh, you just can't keep stupid things from coming out of their mouth. But okay, there you go. There you go. Mandatory. All right. What about the next one? Here's one from uh, from Mr. Fauci. Fauci. What's his name? What's his name? The little guy with the gruff voice. The girl, the little guy. You know what I mean? Fauci. This guy. This guy. All right, here we go. Will the COVID-19 vaccine be mandatory? What the law says. Can the, can the government or your employer make the COVID-19 vaccinary? Vaccine compulsory. Okay, so they can't. But uh, this article, uh, because we're running out of time here, it gets to the point that, uh, here we go. Fauci said, you don't want to mandate and try and force anyone to take the vaccine. We've never done that. You can mandate for certain groups for people like health workers. But for the general population, you cannot. We don't want to be mandating from the federal government to the general population. It would be unenforceable and not appropriate. All right? Yes. Yes. And he says, nobody's talking about coming to your... uh, Okay, wait, it's a different story for orders issued by states, cities, or businesses, but even then, mandatory vaccination won't be forced vaccination, right? Meaning, nobody's talking about coming to your house, holding you down, and vaccinating you. Dorit Reese, a law professor at the University of California Hastings College in San Francisco said, refusing to follow a mandate could mean a fine, tax, or other penalty, said Reese, who studies legal and policy issues related to vaccines. 
what that a fine a tax or other penalties well if you have to if you need it to travel right it's it's built into your uh, the chip that's in your arm that has your nazi travel papers right <laughs> and your your keys and your wallet and everything else well okay that's different isn't it you just need it to get a job you just need it to feed your family or yourself yeah that sounds that sounds pretty uh pretty mandated to me all right so there here we go uh, and one more article on that mandated here we go uh, here you go. The New York Bar Association advises state to consider mandating COVID vaccination. I'm telling you, like, you just can't make this shit up. It's it's literally like, no, come on. Right. This is not happening. Right. No, it's happening. This is this is happening out there. Here we go. The resolution does not offer exemptions for religious, philosophical or personal reasons. Let's read the quote. Let's see. Uh, I'm linking all the sources, guys. I got receipts. There's there's sources on this shit. The state, quote, okay, so this is a, the New York State Bar Association passed a resolution on Saturday, and this is back in November 12th, all right, uh, uh, advised the, uh, advising the state to consider enacting a COVID-19 vaccination mandate for everyone in the state. Quote, the state should take steps to pr- protect the public's health and consider mandate as may be necessary to reduce risks of transmission and morbidity and mortality. The resolution which in no, which is in no way legislative states. Okay, of course, right? They're not making laws here. These are just the assholes that donate to the campaigns that, right, <laughs> make the laws. Should the, quote, should the level of immunity be deemed insufficient by expert medical and scientific consensus? There it is again, scientific consensus. Expert medical and scientific consensus. To check the spread of COVID-19 and reduce morbidity and mortality, a mandate and state action should be considered as may be warranted, the resolution adds. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, multiple, multiple sources here. And you could dig and find more and more. You can find the actual resolution here itself on and on and on. Are you shitting me? Yeah, let's go to the last one here. All right, now, number seven. (laughs) Yeah, you'll never believe this. You'll never believe this. Re-education camps. All right, well, this was a... This is one of those things where you say it and everybody's like, oh, no, come on, really? Right? Get out of here. Get this mic. Now you're just being stupid. Oh, yeah? How long have we been talking about FEMA camps? Actually, in the very first episode of this show, number one, number episode number one, we talked about FEMA camps. All right. Number seven. Remember how we used to joke about being put into FEMA camps? Well... <laughs> Finally, for those who believe these conspiracy theories were, were conspiracy facts all along, oh, and for Trump voters, there's a discussion about how to re-educate us so we can rejoin society. In a Twitter thread run amok, we saw the dark side of some well-educated Democrats who were sincerely trying to figure out how to redeem those of us who did not vote for Joe Biden. And this is from the article. Those are not my words, so everybody relax. All right. Now, here's a tweet from Laura Myers. <laughs> Actually, hold on. Let's just go straight to it. Screw the tweet. Let's go to uh, reprogramming. Yeah, here we go. Let's go to veterans today. Let's look at this. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is what's going on on social media, guys. Yeah, De- yeah. Derek, the WalMarts. Remember? Were you here in episode one? We talked about the WalMarts and the FEMA camps. All right. Veterans today. Trump ADL proposed re-education camps for people who don't love Israel enough. Right. So there's one. There's one for you, Trump haters. All right. No problem. Here's another one. Red state. DNC member David Atkins says his deprogramming comment didn't really mean deprogramming. 
this history says otherwise. All right, here we go. I'm linking this, and you guys can check it out. Actually, hold on. Wait, it didn't let me link that. <laughs> it didn't let me link that. Am I still live? How funny. How funny. Okay, here we go. So that first one, it didn't let me link because it's fake news, I guess, which was the, the Trump and the Israel thing. All right. But check this one out. This guy, now this joker here, he actually said, let's see, what did he say? Um, let's start here. Oh, here we go. This is where we should have started. Uh, this is from Dan Bongino. He's a uh, conservative guy. Everybody, hair on fire, screaming out of the room. I get it. I understand. Everybody breathe, relax. All right. Now, elected DNC member floats re-education camps for Trump supporters, right? This is exactly what they were saying. The following tweet from a regional director of the DNC in California stopped me in my tracks yesterday. Earlier this week, David Atkins, a self-described elected DNC member, asked this stunning question. No, seriously. How do you reprogram 75 million people? Where do you start? Fox? Facebook? Yeah, that's a real tweet right there. <laughs> right there. Yep. If you didn't see it, it's real. And yeah, this guy is a blue check mark on Twitter and wants to know how you deprogram 75 million people. 75 million people. Yeah. Okay. All right. So <laughs> he says, David Atkins, his deprogramming comment didn't really mean deprogramming, but this, uh, the red state says his history says otherwise. But okay. So after the backlash, Atkins claimed this. Uh, that uh, he wasn't advocating for re-education camps or anything. Uh, but does he really understand what happened in post-World War II Germany and Japan? Perhaps he needs a little history refresher from that oh-so-conservative site, Wikipedia, under the denazification entry. Let's look at that. Let's go to that one. What's it say? Denazification was an allied initiative to rid German and Austrian society, culture, press, economy, judiciary, and politics of the Nazi ideology. All right? And I'm not calling anybody Nazis. I'm saying this was a thing. It was carried out by removing those who had been Nazi Party or SS members from positions of power and influence and by disbanding or rendering impotent the organizations associated with Nazism. Nazism. The program of denazification was launched after the end of the Second World War and was solidified by the Potsdam Agreement in August 1945. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How else do you deprogram 75 million people, guys? Does anybody know? Does anybody out there know? <laughs> Does anybody out there know? Because uh, apparently there's money in it these days. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, I laugh. I laugh. It's not funny, but I laugh. Like, what the hell's actually going on here? Uh, okay, so just to recap... Seven conspiracy theories. People would have thought you were insane by bringing up only one simple year ago. Universal basic income, right? Uh, travel papers. Mandatory GPS tracking. Cashless, cashless society. <laughs> microchips. Mandatory vaccines. And drumroll, re-education camps. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, I'm exhausted. If you're exhausted, you should be because this is heavy stuff. And this is stuff they're actually talking about kind of nonchalantly now. Everybody's like, meh, it was a conspiracy a year ago, but you know how much money we could make with this? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, Kurt says just because FEMA isn't deployed yet doesn't mean it isn't coming. And uh, 75 million aren't going to be reprogrammed. The other side is going to be bleeding in the streets. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And uh, and in Minecraft. In Minecraft, you mean. Definitely in the video games. In the in the Riot video games. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, Axel says, David Atkins would never support a public jobs program as big as re-education camps. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, but but uh, Larry says guillotines. I mean, but but look, right? So even though like some of these conspiracies that we talked about tonight, they are not really. I don't know. Like, are they are they true? Are they coming true? I think I think we're very close in a lot of these cases, right? Like you know maybe the uh, so what so what if to be hired with Facebook you have to get a chip in your hand? You know what I mean? Like these things are possible and it has to be linked to this and this and this. And you have to have like, yeah, you know, like you can link all these, all these conspiracies together in one thing, the chip, right? So is that the mark of the beast? Again, I'm not a religious guy, right? But, uh, I, yeah, there's been a lot of, a lot of talk about this for quite a long time. So yeah, uh, like I said, uh, if you're not exhausted, I'm not sure why you're not. You should be. There's a lot of heavy stuff here. And uh, these are conspiracies that are now conspiracy, conspiracy, what would you call it? Conspiracy theory is now conspiracy fact. <laughs> it's the facts. It's the facts of the matter. We're not doing anything until, well, we get chips. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. This is crazy. This is, it's a crazy world we live in, right? Like, like that, like I, I've used it a, a few times now. Uh, have you, uh, I hope you live in interesting times, the Chinese proverb, because these are interesting times, aren't they? Aren't they? <laughs> Axel says, I mean, in practice, they'll throw around a bunch of threats because to stop COVID, we need 80% uh, take up or this just continues forever. Well, that's exactly the point, right? That's 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 exactly the point. They're using it as a cudgel, as a political cudgel to uh, kind of uh, put all these things in, into practice. And just like you said, even, even when the vaccine comes, right, let's say we get let's say we're uh, six months into next year. And, you know, like the vaccine's flowing and everybody's just taking shots of it like it's like the, the miracle elixir, right? And uh, there's still going to be like mask mandates and there's still going to be locking shit down, destroying small businesses. Like th- this shit's, mark my words, this is not going away anytime soon. This is going to be, we're in, we're in for the long haul. And when Joe Biden said a dark winter, this is what we were talking about. This is exactly what we were talking about, Right. It's uh, it's it's uh, these are trying times, guys. These are trying times. We're we're stuck in a a a a, a, a burgeoning dystopia. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> Never did you think 1984 would become fact in your life, but uh, well, here we are. <laughs> oh, okay. Axel says I'm just talking about the vaccine. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, Let's see. Uh, let's see. Bailey says, and what if the current uh, the currency is only available to you if you're vaccinated? You're forced into that cycle. That's exactly the point, right? Like all of this is kind of linked, interlinked, right? You're talking about, uh, you know, travel papers. You have to be vaccinated. Maybe you have to have a chip also because if you can't, you can't be tracked. You know what I mean? There's, there's a ton of stuff here that has synchronicity that's freaking terrifying. I think that's the problem is when you start looking at where all of this leads, if this is... Well, okay, and let's and let's frame it this way. Let's just go back to the beginning when we said a year ago, if you mentioned this was like the agenda of the elites, people would think you were nuts, right? But now this stuff is actually happening. And so if it wasn't already on the agenda table and couldn't be ushered in real quick, 
then is all that justified that a year ago when you talked about this shit, you were right? <laughs> you were right. Yeah, well. <laughs> well. <laughs> Kurt says they got plans. They got plans. They got plans. Kurt says uh, there, there's the rumor. Federal government ordered 30,000 guillotines. No shit. Yeah, I did see that. I don't know. I, I thought that was part of the Q stuff. Uh, should I said it? The R. The R non stuff, wasn't it? Uh, cute. Uh, sorry. Uh, there you go. See, I'm all stuck in my head now. But the Q, R, R, R non. Uh, to guillotine means you've been corralled and detained. You got no recourse as they put you in the FN thing. Yeah. They got plans. They got plans. Uh, don't get in the truck. Simple as that. Yeah. 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 I mean, this is not, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think a genocide is around the corner, but uh, I think once once they can track every single thing you do 24 hours of the day, I think it becomes a lot easier to institute something like that, don't you? Yeah, there's no getting away. There's no getting away. So anyway, anyway, uh, not to be a downer, we'll talk about something a little more fun next time. Uh, by the way, an announcement. I have, uh, many of us have Thanksgiving on Thursday, so happy Thanksgiving to all the folks out there that are going to be celebrating it. I'm not going to judge you whether you stay home or go visit your family. That's not my deal. Your deal is you decide for yourself and uh, uh, good frequencies, good vibrations, prayers, whatever you believe to you and your family. Be good, be well, take care of yourself, okay? Little announcement. On Thursday, on Thanksgiving Day, 4 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, I will be live streaming with an individual on Twitch named Johnny Now. So a ways back, maybe a week or 10 days ago, a couple weeks, uh, somebody was in the chat. They wanted to do an interview with me. His name was Ark Platinum. Cool dude. He listens to the show. And uh, he got me in touch with this Johnny, uh, Johnny Now guy on Twitch. So if you guys are interested, let me find, uh, let me find Johnny Now. I'll get his link. I'll be, I'll be live on Johnny Now Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Some of you, that's right smack in the middle of dinner. I get it if you don't make it. If you don't, if you don't care, I get it too. <laughs> it's all good. But uh, I just want to point it out there for the folks that kind of want to hear. Uh, I think I'm going to be interviewed, I guess, or we're going to shoot the shit and talk, whatever. Uh, it's kind of like a chill stream talking. They talk about, um, uh, what do they talk about? They talk about, uh, let's see, let me find the guy. Let me find the guy. Johnny now. Here we go. They talk about uh, kind of, um, uh, uh, you know, people people that uh, people that hustle, people that are inspiring, people, you know, this type of thing. Like, that's that's their shtick over there, right? That's kind of what they do. They kind of get together. They're, not, they're a fun little community. And... Uh, they interview people and they talk about uh, yeah, marketing and some other things. So it's uh, I'm not good at any of that really, but uh, it's uh, that's what it is. So there's the link if you guys want to check it out. At, again, Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. I will be live with Johnny now. We're going to shoot the shit for an hour or so, and we're going to talk more conspiracy and some other fun stuff. So there you go. If you guys are interested, that's it. You got the link. I will post it on the social media as well, so you can uh, for the folks that weren't here tonight can actually know. But I mean it. Be safe. Take care of yourself. Don't get too up into the, uh, the uh, what would you call it? The end is nigh. It's not nigh yet. We have to pay attention. Pay attention. Like, that's the biggest thing. That's why we do the show. That's why I've always done this show. Is because you have to know what's coming. You have to know what's going here. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Penny says I'll be there. Appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yes. Uh, happy Freedom Day from, from us lot, says, the, uh, says, uh, says Bunny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, happy Turkey Day, uh, folks from the vegetarian. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, what else do we got? What else do we got? Um, let's see. Lots of good chat. Lots of good chat. Uh, okay. Yeah, try and check it out if you can. If not, like I said, if you don't care, it's totally fine. But some of you may be stuck at home, right, and not able to uh, to go uh, 
to go to go visit your family or whatever. So you know, it's it's an, another way for us to get together and kick it. So there it is. And uh, yeah, I'll try. I'll see if I can stream it here as well, Penny. If you guys want to watch it here, I think probably it's it's going to be good both ways. Um, let's see what else. Let's see. Bailey says I'm normally a Turkey Day vegan. I'm temporarily not vegan because it's impossible in Hawaii. Oh yeah, too much mayonnaise macaroni salad. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Okay, all right, so we're done. This is the end of this. But in the end, like I said, what do you guys think? Is it really, is it really, uh, is all this shit really coming true? I mean, we have actual, like, real sources that seem to be, seem to be suggesting that this New World Order type of, you know, Luciferian agenda <laughs> is a thing. It seems, it seems absurd to say, doesn't it? It seems absurd to say. I don't know. Uh, yeah, okay, so anyway, that's the deal. Derek says, NWO Georgia Guidestone says uh, to close down small businesses. Everything will be owned by the government. And I, we're headed there. We are headed there. And uh, and yes, Penny, Penny, by the way, uh, we'll do your show. Let me know. We'll do your show for sure. I'm not uh, I'm not dodging you. Let's do it. Uh, I definitely will be on your show. And it won't be one time. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do this. And uh, we got to find a time that works for both of us. And then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll set it up. Um, anybody else? You guys are the best. Thanks for hanging out. Again, be safe. If you're traveling, be safe. Be courteous of other people, regardless of what you believe. Don't, uh, you know, don't, uh, don't be that guy. <laughs> don't be that gal. Don't be that person. Don't, don't be that person. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, remember, um, there are things to be thankful for, even in, even the shittest year ever. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks for hanging out with me tonight. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all that stuff. If, uh, if you, uh, if you miss Johnny, Johnny now on, uh, Thursday, then uh, we'll be back Friday. We'll be back Friday to do some more stuff, and it won't be so downer. I'll, I'll uh, look into some other stuff that's a little more fun, a little more uh, maybe cryptozoology, or a little more, a little more aliens, or something else. We'll do we'll do something that's a little more fun and not so downer, kicking dirt in your face while you may be down already. <laughs> there you go. All right, so we're done. Smashing the button, which is the outro music, which is going to be this one right here. All right, so don't forget, Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific, if you want to be there, 7 p.m. Eastern, Johnny now on Twitch. I may be streaming it here, too. I'm not sure how we're going to do it yet, but uh, there you go. Follow him if you have not. Pretty good stuff over there. And, oh, he used to stream in a cage, by the way. That was his claim to fame. So he's got like 16,000 followers on Twitch or 14,000, something like that. So he used to stream in a cage. So whatever that means. So uh, there you go. (laughs) If you guys are into that, go check him out. Uh, All right. The rest of it the rest of it thanks for being here like i said without you this is nothing it's me mumbling to myself in a corner miserably (laughs) so i'm blessed that you guys are here be safe please take care of yourself take care of your families don't go off the rails keep it straight keep it tight make sure make sure you're informed so you know what might be coming that's the biggest deal you need to know What's coming before it comes? And if you don't pay attention, then yeah. Yep. Yep. And at the end, thanks everybody for hanging out. You're listening to Trouble Minds Radio. I'm your host, Michael Strange. If you want to help out the show, Go to TroubleLines.org. There's a merchandise link there. It's just got basic alien logo type stuff like you see on the screen right now. Uh, we will be adding more to that. Uh, there's only so many things I can do. I'm juggling like 10 balls at the same time. I'm trying to do write-ups. I'm trying to do this. Trying to timestamp stuff. I'm trying to make shows. I'm trying to... There's a lot. It's a lot, guys. So 
bear with me if something's not up like it should be when it should be and uh, so on and so forth but if you want to help you can leave us a review on iTunes if you want to do that that would help us immensely uh, kind of crack the algorithm a little bit and help other people find us or uh, just tell a friend I think that's the biggest thing tell a friend if you like this conversation and uh, this conversation continues God willing and uh, yeah thanks again for hanging out I'm blessed thanks for listening take care of each other and at the end <laughs> Troubled Minds Radio by Michael Strange uh, what's my line I got a line I can't remember what's my line it goes something like this from our Troubled Minds to yours have a great night time to start firing up the grill from city to shore acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season download the acme app the shop for this season's essentials any way you want open the acme app clip your deals then order your items online an experienced acme associate will carefully select your groceries bag your order and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details